Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. Welcome back. And as promised, we are now diving into our second part of our business plan template. And in our last episode, I expressed how I received my business plan template from going on the fitness texture and learning about all of the marketing strategies that they had there. And I utilized that business plan template to help me build mine. And I went through all of the journaling prompts and really had to do some deep dive hard work in order to pull together who my niche was, who am I marketing to, who do I connect with the most, and what is going to be the evolution of my brand? Where do I see it in the next few years? With those key elements in mind, also keeping in mind my financials, what is it that I'm going to need to break even? So one thing to consider is you're going to want to know what your marketing and advertising strategy is going to be. So what do we put in this section? Well, what you want to put in this section now that you've decided to open a business is first things first, who you're going to be working with. You want to nail that down. Yoga is an all ages experience, but you can't plan on filling every single niche. So use this section to figure out who you will market your brand to and how you will go about doing this. So this is again a really great tool to use Fitness Texter, which by the way, I get no residuals from, so it's just a free resource I wanna share with you all. Very transparent, so that you have these tools at your fingertips that are out there for you to enhance your business and your brand. You wanna ask some questions in this particular segment and really consider, and then get your pen and paper out because this is really important, what demographic is your target market? Is it men? Is it women? Is it old? Is it young? Is it kids? Is it a combination? Is it animals? Is it a combination? Is it just a certain niche or novelty? Is it Ayurveda? Is it integrative? Is it medical? Are you going to be partnering with the medical industry? Are you looking to go in a different direction? Are you looking at athletes? What is the demographic that you want to consider? The next question is, how do you plan 
on attracting and advertising to this target market? Will you be utilizing Facebook ads? Will you be using Instagram? Will you be utilizing LinkedIn, Twitter? Are you on Discord? Are you on a different type of platform that we don't even know of yet? So how do you want to market to your tribe and how are you going to foster that? Where are they hanging out? And where they're hanging out is where you want to be. Again, now, how much are you willing to spend on advertising per month? And this goes back to our last episode where we talked about our financials. So you want to budget in per month what your advertising dollars are going to be. So if you're looking to spend about $1,000 a month or you want to spend in total for the year $12,000, how are you going to maneuver that and split that up into the respective months or knowing what your seasons are, then thinking about where do you want to effectively invest advertising dollars for key times of the year that are going to help get a lot of eyes on your products and services. So for example, you might consider budgeting out of say $12,000, and I'm just throwing a number out there. For some, it's 200 bucks is what you're starting with. Others, it's just 100 or it's maybe 50 bucks. So you wanna consider where do you wanna put your money into? Maybe it's the holiday season and you're looking at putting $25 respectively into Facebook advertising and doing a boost ad given maybe a few weeks before Thanksgiving holiday, maybe even during the Thanksgiving holiday to prep for Christmas time, and then again around Christmas time. So how are you distributing and allocating those dollars during quarter four or quarter one and even into the other two? And then what do you need to do for anything that consists of in-house advertising. Will you do in-house advertising and design work by using platforms like Canva, or will you use a consulting firm, or are you going to outsource to VAs? I use Time Etc. for my virtual assistants, and I could not be happier. So thinking about who you are going to be outsourcing your work to, and how are you going to also invest dollars on onboarding those that you're going to need to spend some time with so that they can understand your brand and your message? Okay, keep that in mind. Then also, do you plan on having a website? And I really hope you plan on having a website because this, my friend, is going to be the bread and butter of your business. This is very, very important to have. So not just showing up on social media or having Facebook as your website. You want to have a legitimate website and also understanding how much that is going to cost. So website can range from... If you're going to have someone completely build it from scratch for you, it could start very well at $2,000 and go up from there. I use, at first, GoDaddy, and it's 
free for the most part. And then, of course, you can add on and, and customize it and so on. And for the most part, you get a pretty good deal and really good discounts with GoDaddy. However, there is Wix, W-I-X dot com and Squarespace that also offer free platforms. And I have actually transitioned my website over to Squarespace because of all of the integrations and also all of the feasibility that it has, as well as the ease for my students to navigate. It's kind of my one-stop shop where I can host my podcasts, my blogcasts, my events, my calendar, my informational resources, my teacher training. So I can have everything on there and it's a beautiful space. And I also outsource all of the work. So everything that I did when I built my entire website by myself, I now know what it takes and the investment of the time it takes to really dive into that and build it and create that brand and imaging and giving it to somebody who's an expert in that field is going to alleviate so much time for you. But all of the learning experience that you gain is also going to help you understand what they are working on. So as to have the patience with them when they are working on your website and it has to be down for a few days. So keep that in mind that it's always good to have really strong communication if you're outsourcing your work and with whom so that way you can steer and navigate your clients in the meantime to your other pages or social media content or your Google business page while your website is being updated. Now you want to look at your competitive landscape analysis and this is a very important section because this is where you want to take a minute to realize that you aren't the only yoga or wellness business in your area. So this is a space where you want to look around and see who are your peers and what are they offering and what are they doing? It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. A, it gives you reassurance that there are people out there buying that service. So there are people that are in need of what you have to offer and you happen to have a bit of a gift more than others because you have something special that they don't have. And so what is that something special that you have that you have a competitive edge on everyone else? Make sure that you're thinking about better business connections. So instead of looking at everyone as competition, look at them as collaborative partnerships. Look at them as a way to have free clientele that's already accessible, that they've done all the hard work to do, and here you are co-creating with them so you can get in front of their clients. So think about utilizing your competitive landscape as a way to collaborate and changing the mindset around competition. Really, there's no such thing as competition. That's just kind of a money mindset block. And really what it is, is collaboration. So really give yourself that time to think about competition as collaboration. Lay out and analyze your collaborative efforts and your competition that you're going to be coming up to, coming up against, and figure out ways of how to 
really refine what it is that the two of you or the three of you or the four of you or your community is able to achieve. It's a wise choice to open up in this area that's already saturated because you already have the network there. But if you're in an area that doesn't have any type of services yet provided for you, kind of a bonus in a way, because you will be the pioneer that's going to lead the charge of being the wellness business that's going to make a huge difference and pioneer the path for others as well. Think about maybe even figuring out what is that Achilles heel and make sure you're prepared to mitigate any risks as well. So thinking about your risks, thinking about employees, thinking about any neighboring studios that you want to approach or get involved with. And also consider maybe 10 students to hire on as employees or karma yogis where you have some work exchange. And maybe that's a competitive edge over the others where you're offering a free service for in return, someone dedicating their time. And that's maybe how you, you offer a one-up with your studio. I have some questions for you to jot down. So once again, I'm going to invite you to grab that pen and paper. And here are some questions that you want to ask. How many other businesses are in your geographic region that are directly related to what you are offering? How many other businesses are in your geographic region that are directly related to what you are offering? Okay, do you currently have a relationship with any of these other businesses? Studios, wellness centers, providers. What will make your studio or business or wellness center more successful than your competitors? What is going to make you stand out over the others? What is that competitive edge, right? What makes you different? Are you collaborative? Is your mindset more inclusive? What are the ways that make you stand out differently? than everyone else? Or is your ego in check, right? So there's been something about your studio and what is it that's going to attract your tribe and not someone else's, but your unique tribe. How is it going to enhance your community? Are you going to have newer equipment? Are you going to have better coaches? Are you going to have the best teachers? Are you going to offer an, an awesome, incredible yoga teacher training? My yoga teacher training is specifically centered on evidence and scientifically proven yoga and Ayurvedic practices. And so I focus on a very specific niche. Maybe you have a specific niche that you are working with. So keep that in mind. How will you keep your best employees from getting poached by other studios or other brands. So how are you going to retain 
your amazing karma yogis or your amazing business manager, studio manager, wellness manager, office manager, how are you going to keep those right-hand people in line with you? How are you going to keep them with you? And lastly, do you have any friendly relationships with any other like-minded business owners? Do you have a professional tribe of cohorts of those that are in your world, in your bubble, your people, you know? Do you have your people ready to go and ready to support you and even reaching out to them and saying, hey, I'm trying this new business. I really love your feedback. I love your support on it. Would you mind being a guest teacher or a guest speaker or guest at anything to help me grow my venture? And if not, then this is a really good time to get on your social media, to get on LinkedIn, to start navigating in your area, take a look around. Are they online? To maybe looking online if you're an online business of who you want to aspire to be or who are you targeting and looking at where they're hanging out and seeing who they're looking at and, and learning from and really begin to foster a relationship with them. This is also a time for you that if you are in an area where you're going to be hosting in person or you're finding a brick and mortar location, that you want to start to network with those people that are in your area because chances are, again, nobody can fill the need of everybody. But if you know of a place that you can recommend, maybe building a referral program into your business so that you can also offer some special incentives to local businesses that will help you promote your brand, which leads me right into brand development and positioning plan. And this is the last segment that we'll be going over and very important because, again, all of this is going to help you grow and expand your business. So what do we put in this section? Well, you want to consider your brand like it's a tangible brand. You don't want to just be known as another so-and-so studio or so-and-so name that has a couple of members. You want people to talk about your studio or your business. You want to become a household name. So how do we do this? Well, this is where you really want to refine your branding model. And I will highly encourage the use of a business coach or a wellness coach. I'm happy to be a wellness coach for you. It's something that I do for many of my students after they graduate from my yoga teacher training. They really want to refine their message. They want to really dive into their business plan. And so I spend time with them working on that exactly, building their why and building their brand. So you're always welcome to join me. There's many other amazing business coaches and life coaches out there that will help you along the way. And I will put some links below to also provide you some of those resources. Questions to ask yourself are, does my brand lend itself to good marketing and advertising? Is your message clear? I can't stress enough. Your message of your brand, it needs to be very, very 
clear. Some studio names sound really, really great on paper, but don't turn out so well in the flesh. So if it's really, really hard to pronounce their name or it's difficult to spell, then you may want to reconsider the name of your brand. Purposely misspelling words can make it difficult for people to find on the internet. So there are times where, for example, if you have a brand name that's in a different language, like mine is Jai Bhakti Yoga, a lot of people had a really hard time with that name. However, I was really, really, really passionate about keeping that name because it just really meant a lot to me because of the name and what it means. So Jai means victory and it means spirit in Indonesian. And Bhakti means devotion to God and devotion to our ancestors. And of course, yoga is the unifying of the mind, body, and spirit. And so for me, Jai Bhakti Yoga is the victorious devotion and love of the abundant God. And that is what the unification of this practice is all about. And for me, it's all about serving for the highest good, providing. And for me, it's leaving a legacy behind. I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it to win it for the souls that are going to see a much more abundant and prosperous future. And so that is my why. And that is what I stand by. And the name of my brand reflects and represents that message really clearly. And so something to consider is I also spelled out how to pronounce it next to the name in and of itself when you go to visit my website and you'll see it spelled Jai and it's a J with a hyphen and the letter E, Y, E, like your eyeball. And then afterwards, Bhakti and it's spelled like the candy Bach and then or the artist Bach and then tea as in a cup of tea and then yoga so that way they can understand how to pronounce it as though you were learning a new language because technically it is it's Sanskrit so it's kind of really fun as well and then I also have it very simplified JBYF so the students can just go straight to Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation so you have that as well. Now we move on to another question, and that is, are you going to be visible to the public or hidden away in an industrial park? And this is a two-part question because you want to consider a couple things. If you've got a good storefront location, then you want to have good signage. If your signs are eye-catching, you'll increase the window traffic at your studio or at your wellness center and you'll definitely boost the membership so think about where your location is if you're doing a brick and mortar and that same application your storefront is going to be considered your google business your website it is your landing page it is the very first thing that people see when they see your brand so consider what is going to be your storefront virtually and tangibly Second, you're going to be active in your community. How active are you going to be in your community? 
This is very important. You want to start building a community, whether you're showing up once a week on Instagram, you're doing a weekly live coaching session, you're sharing some information, you're having kind of your own TED Talks kind of reality TV podcast live offering online, whatever it is that you're doing for your community, maybe it's one class once a week. What is it that you're doing to build and foster community that people are going to be driving traffic to this window, to your business, right? Giving free public demonstrations is a great way. Uh, a free weekly boot camp is a great way to really get the word out about your facility, maybe even like a fun challenge or a scavenger hunt, you know, locate the partner studios, et cetera, et cetera, and get a free first XYZ, you know, or a free mat at my location when you do XYZ. So really thinking about how are you building and fostering community and what is that going to look like for you? Now, the last question that I'll leave you with here is how are you going to build the community at your location? How are you going to foster and build and nurture your community at your location? And that location, again, is that going to be online or is that going to be in person? So in a way, it's kind of redundant of the first one. But if you really think about it, the the second question really was speaking about how are you going to attract your tribe to that storefront, to that click, to that opt-in, to that visit, and how are you going to convert them? And then how are you going to nurture them once you start developing your members? Members are in love with your studio. How are you going to keep them in love with your studio? How are you going to keep them happily encouraged and engaged how are you going to encourage them to bring their friends out? Maybe this is a really fun time to do an open house. Maybe you do an open house once a month and it's an all day free day of yoga and wellness and healing arts. And that day only you have memberships at half off and so on and so forth with yogi tea and delicious eats and treats from partner vegan restaurants or vegetarian restaurants or Ayurvedic restaurants nearby, health food stores, who are you partnering with and how are you cultivating and fostering and nurturing your members as they're bringing on their friends, their family, and any referral programs that you're going to be offering them, any incentives that you're going to be offering them, a free trip to Costa Rica, if that's something that you do, retreats or somewhat. So think about, get creative. This is the fun part right? And so start thinking about your brand development and the positioning of which you want to stand. So in our next episode, we're going to talk about operations and management. And we'll also discuss the financial factors. So lots of juiciness to go right on into our next segment for the business of yoga. As always, I look forward to hearing from you. Send me your comments. Let's get engaged. Let's get interactive. Let's talk about it. And if you have any questions, I'm happy to address it on another podcast. Until then, much love, and I'll see you soon. 
Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in the space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast. See you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.